Hello, hello, loves. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Tal's Tips Empowerment Podcast. I am your host, Tal, and I am here for part two of what to do when your tools aren't working. Am I right? Let me know if you resonated with part one, but part two is going to be a little bit more for real, for real, a little bit more tells tips esque, if you know what I mean. And I want to just jump right in because I realize that we just want to know. We just want to know if you're here for part two, that probably means you listen to part one and you're like, give me more. I need more. Let's do this. Let's get deeper and grittier and let's just make this work. Okay. So I'm just going to dive right in. Okay. You cool with that? You cool with that? Cool. I'm cool with that too. One, song recommendation and book recommendation. We have to do it, y'all. It is something I hold myself accountable to. It is something I pride myself in connecting with you all on music and books and just the art of it, the love it. It's, It's a love language. Okay, so let's just go into those two real quick. Okay, thank you for being so patient with me. The song recommendation, y'all, because this is the first week that I am living in Florida. This is the first week I am starting my new life, basically. I had to say some pretty hard goodbyes this past weekend. And the song recommendation I have for you is called The Last Goodbye. The Last Goodbye by Odessa. And it's about a six minute song. It's pretty just like low vibe, but like kind of nice just to like listen to and walk to and just straight up vibe to, like I said. So The Last Goodbye by Odessa is the song recommendation for you. The book recommendation I have for you, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, is The Latte Factor by David Bach and John David Mann. So this book, I actually read it in an airport a couple years back and I've had it ever since. And I always look at it because it's exactly what you think, the latte factor. It's basically about budgeting and latte factor would mean how we buy coffee every single day, most of us, or, or, you know, we, we purchase it in some capacity, whether it's the beans or the grounds or whatever. We are buying coffee. And if you have the ability to buy a coffee, they say in this book, you have the ability to be rich. And it's basically saying the latte factor, why you don't have to be rich to live rich and how we're spending money on things we don't need. And it's just all about budgeting and financial stability. So if you are interested in that, which I know some of my clients are, we talk about how to get financially free. We talk about how to just get a little bit more mindful about our spending and and intuitively spend instead of just overextend our budgets and our accounts. So The Latte Factor by David Bach is a very, very good short, light read, but super, super helpful. Okay. Okay, love. So let's get right into it. This is part two of when your tools aren't working. And so in part one, we talked about your belief system. What do you believe in? What's your relationship with yourself like? What is your relationship with your faith? What is your relationship with just thinking of things that actually help you? Where's your faith laying? And where's your foundation, right? So the first tip was to get grounded in that belief system. The second tip was connect the dots between your mind and your body, which is your breath. So breathing, working on your breath, coming back to that beautiful thing that 
connects all of us. The, the thing we all have in common is our breath, right? So when your tools, your physical tools that you can't hold in your hand aren't working, you always have your breath to come back to because that's always working for you. And the third tip for part one was connection. Connection is all about the human being, the human connection, the animal connection. We talked all about how to release that oxytocin, that love drug, and that serotonin, the happy drug of when your tools aren't actually working, the ones you can like hold in your toolkit, when those are not there and accessible for you, hug someone, kiss someone <laughs> within reason, okay? Ask for permission. We, we need some consent. But feel that love. Feel that connection, feel that warmth somehow, some way. Get in nature, feel the connection to the earth, feel the connection to yourself, feeling the connection to your highest power will bring you all back to that groundedness, that centeredness, and that alignment. But now, now my loves, we are talking about getting a little further. So I have three more tips for you today on when your tools aren't working. The first tip I have in store for you, I want to ask you a question before I like straight up give it to you. Raise your hand, not that I'll be able to see, but like let me know on Facebook or Instagram if you consider yourself a multitasker. Let me know. Let me know. Because I did. I was always like, heck yeah, I can multitask with my eyes closed. I can do 17 things all at once. And I used multitasking as almost a way to get a million things done at once. But then I realized, and let me know if this resonates, I realized that if I was multitasking, I wasn't actually being efficient or effective in any one thing. Because if my... If my whole life is like 10 different things all at one time, and I'm giving each of those 10 things like a, a pretty, pretty large amount of time and, and multiple of them, they all get, they all get something from me, but like two or three of those really need my attention, like way more than the others. Am I actually being efficient? Am I actually like getting anything out of it? Am I showing my value? Am I getting value? Is it worth my while? And I ask this question because tip number one for this episode is to stop multitasking. It's not a way of life and it shouldn't be congratulated. And I say all of this because in the 1960s, multitasking was actually described for computers, like the ability for computers. It was comparing like how computers compute and it had literally zero to do with humans. Like humans are not supposed to multitask. We're not to, supposed to have multiple tabs open. And if you know me and you've like heard me talk in any of my courses or programs, you know I've said... Instead of same page, we were on the same tab. That's what I've been saying now because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a geek and that's what I love to say. But it's so true. We should not be having this many tabs open. We should not be multitasking this many, these many obstacles and chores and tasks. They were originally for multiple tasks done by software, not a human. 
This is why our attention span is depleting. This is why so many errors arise when we try to do one thing. This is why we're trying to do too many things at once and not getting any of them done efficiently or effectively. And I'm not saying perfectly because that doesn't exist, but dang, we could get somewhere if we just cut off the things that were not serving us. Comparing computers to humans is literally not helpful. We are not. We are human beings, not human doings, as I'm sure you've heard before. We don't have to go so extreme and so harsh. And so we're not able to do this many things at once. And I bring this up as a tip to stop multitasking because we're not going to be efficiently able to do anything we want to do right and and properly and up to up to the skill level that we are able to give if we are multitasking so much and so this is this is when your tools aren't working when you're anxious when you're in a dark place when you're stressed and you think adding more to your plate's going to help which hello me I've done before oh I can do that I'll take care of that I'll be the go to I want to I want to prove I want to people please Instead of doing those things and trying to utilize tools that aren't working and you're getting more stressed out and you're multitasking more and more, stop. Stop multi stop multitasking. When you try to do too much at once, you end up doing nothing well. So figure out what matters most to you and actually implement that. Actually start taking action on that and stop multitasking. When all of those tools are not working, throw the tools out the window and stop using them. Try not to overconsume. I have some some people in my life, personal and professionally, that consume, consume, consume. And sometimes we don't look within when we consume too much right? We're looking elsewhere. We're looking externally for answers. Stop multitasking and trying to mask your symptoms. Stop trying to multitask and hide and numb out. Look within. The tool that will work is you, your soul. Listen. Okay, so the second tip of this part two episode is meditate. And it's not how you think. So in the last episode, part one, the one right before this episode, you are being guided with your breath, right? Every single minute, every single second. And so this tip, meditation, kind of goes hand in hand with that tip from last episode. Because meditation, and we know this by reading Be a Triangle by Lily Singh, in our book club for May. That's what we're reading. And Lily gives us different ways and such a beautiful depiction of what meditation actually is. And when we use it as a tool in different ways, it actually allows us for less shoulds and less has, have tos and need tos and more want tos. And really meditation is really just sitting with yourself and giving yourself time to be seen by yourself giving you the ability to see you in your entirety, in your vulnerability, in your full essence. And so the whole point of this episode is, yes, to remind you who the heck you are, but it's also to remind you of how to see yourself, how to see that power within. And power is also being vulnerable. 
right? Because being vulnerable is also one of the strongest things you can do. And you can meditate in so many different forms to bring out this vulnerability, meaning dance, sing, hum, lay in the grass, look at the stars, look at the clouds, go for a walk. Just be alone with yourself and your thoughts. That doesn't mean you can't listen to a guided meditation on Insight Timer like we a lot of us do, which I love. I love. And sometimes I really need that guidance. But I realize, and I know some of you can resonate with this, so let me know. I realize that I meditate a lot of the day. I sit in solitude a lot of the time. I sit in my office and I kind of just stare and just like feel into what what is the intention of the day? What am I feeling? What messages need to be brought through? And just kind of sitting with myself. And so that's something that you can do. And I'm sure it's already something you do, whether it's with pottery or art or or just sitting, playing with your dog or your cat, running around outside, just breathing in fresh air even. And there's no wrong amount of time to do this, but you don't need a tool. You don't need something to hold in your hand. You don't need to rely on anything but your breath and your form of meditation. Because all you ever need to meditate, all you ever need for your tools is everything you already have. It's inside of you. It's your body. It's your physical body, which is your actual only tool that you will have to give the soul what it needs, to fulfill any need ever. So we're so grateful. We're so grateful. I'm sitting in gratitude right now with you around the tool, the gift around meditation and so finding how you meditate and let me know message me and let me know I would love to hear how you're finding out new ways to sit with yourself to build up that relationship with yourself so you're not relying on external tools not that they're bad but just when you don't have them because life gets hard right and especially when things are in boxes or life is chaotic and you're too busy or you're traveling You're going to sit in situations where you're not going to have these tools, but you can always have your breath. You can always have your reminders and these tips within this episode. Okay, so that brings me to our third and final tip of this episode of part two, when your tools aren't making, aren't working. They're not helping, right? They're not accessible. Tip number three is ask for help. Ask for help, my dear. Please, again, going back to tip number two, it's not how you think. You don't have to reach out for help all the time in ways where it's like sending a message or you can pray for help. You can pray for guidance. You can pray for clarity. You can sit with yourself, ask yourself, how can I be a good partner to myself today? Which is from Lily's book, Be a Triangle. How can you serve yourself today? How can you show up for you and your soul today? Ask yourself for help. And when that's not working, ask for that human connection. Back from part one, from last week's episode. You can ask for help from someone you love, from someone you know, from a stranger even. You can ask for help. You're allowed. It doesn't make you any less worthy. It doesn't make you any less you. If anything, it makes you stronger. It makes you, you. It makes us, us. It's the whole point we're here. Let's utilize 
each other and ourselves as the tools that actually will work. So to recap this episode for you of part two, when your tools aren't working, stop multitasking, stop getting overwhelmed with so many things you want to do and need to do and have to do and should do. Focus on the main one that needs your attention most and go after it. You don't need so many tools. Throw all of them out the window that are not serving you. And stop multitasking and start focusing. Tip number two is meditate, not how you think. And tip number three is ask for help, whether that's from yourself or from others. I'm Tal from Tal's Tips. We'll talk to you next time.